We're a pioneer church based in Loughborough in the UK. Our mission is to make disciples to establish heaven on earth. Today then, we are continuing our OH Online mini-series, These Three Remain, based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, which says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The book of 1 Corinthians was written to the early church in the ancient city of Corinth in ancient Greece uh, during a time of great prosperity in the region. This then led though to significant change in the culture and community, quite reflective in a way of what we're going through now as we're unlocking after the back of Covid. Through this mini-series then, we'll be exploring these three biblical fundamentals to guide our actions, thoughts and words as we navigate this next season. Those are again, as I say, faith, hope and love. And in just a moment, Nathaniel is actually going to be helping us unpack the second topic of the series with a talk on hope. But before we do, we thought it'd be really great to hear some thoughts and reflections from Sarah Reid, mm. who's a very loved member of our OH family. And Sarah's life journey with God has led her through many seasons, sometimes filled with hope and other times dealing with the disappointment that it can lead to. Nathaniel chatted with her early this week over Zoom to hear some of her reflections and stories about what hope means to her. Over to you, Sarah. You know, when hope isn't realised, it's not due to a lack of faith. It's it's an invitation, really, to press into to God more. When I developed a chronic illness about, well, it's 20 plus years ago now, but I was so frustrated and had so many questions. Um, and it took me onto a, a journey that just took me deeper into to God. You know, I was discovering deeper, deeper levels to my faith and to who God, God was. And, and it was a weird time really, because it, it was really hard. You know, there's no doubting that, but it's kind of a relief to know that God is there in in all situations you know not he's not just for making everything great shiny new it's he's there and he's real and present even in those difficult challenging circumstances and in our brokenness and weakness and i think i started to read the bible through a, a new lens really a, a kind of a broke a new broken lens <laughs> um and was finding real inspiration in those um not the headline A-listers, but maybe the B-lister characters and the stories of like Jonathan and, and Naomi and people who um, really did suffer, but were still great heroes of faith. And I think my, my antennae was just drawn to, to people who were authentically living um, like a gritty, painful, difficult life, um, where really hope could just be excused if it wasn't just for the um, extravagant grace of God um, and you know people like going back a bit but Corrie ten Boom I mean she had a great quote that you can never learn that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have you know that there's just so much depth into to some of these these lives that people are living when they're they still have that hope but they're living in the reality what was really important that I knew from that moment and all the way through was that God was with me um, and there was nowhere that I could go where I'd be out of his care and his love and still his protection ultimately you know that that is definitely secured 
yeah, and I know that that will last for eternity. So it was really my relationship with him that, that mattered. That, that was the key thing. And I think it, it's liberating. Um, you know, it's hard, but it's also liberating that you, you don't have to pray away every every problem that comes. It, it kind of gives you confidence to um, to head it face on um, with God and just, I think, gives you more courage just to go go deeper again with God with these things. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are with us um, where we are as we are. And thank you that you love us no matter who we are, what we've done, or what our circumstances are. But thank you that um, nothing can separate us from your love. And we pray for anyone that doesn't know you or doesn't feel able to trust you at the moment, that you will speak to them in a way that they know beyond doubt that you alone are the real life giver and that they are safe to put their hope in you. Yeah, and I want to pray for, for everyone who feels frustrated by disappointment. We pray for those who've gone through constant cycles of disappointment and loss, that they may feel your touch on their life again. I pray that you will help them to connect with you in new ways and rather than run away, just to go to be bold enough to go deeper with you. May they know the joy of finding you in, in unexpected places and be bold enough to hope again. So Jesus, would you help us to discern your will and know how to be bold and true in our faith, but also courageous in our brokenness. And would you increase our hope for all of us now and faith to help us to live authentic lives worthy of our calling so be with us lord um, today this week and the coming weeks ahead help us to trust you help us to to hope again and live for you in your name we ask it amen for honestly sharing some stories from your life. We really, really appreciate your authenticity. So as we mentioned before, we're now gonna have our talk for today from Nathaniel on the value of hope. As he mentioned earlier, Nathaniel is the leader of OH Online and he's been a part of the OH family for about eight years now. So if you've got a notepad or phone to hand, you wanna get that out and make sure you jot down some thoughts and tune into what God might be saying to you today. Over to you, Nathaniel. One definition of the meaning of the word hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. I've personally been reading through Nicky Gumbel's Bible in one year this year, although I admit I'm a few days behind at the moment. Um, on day 213 though, he touched on the 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 13 passage we're looking at in our OH Online mini-series. He shared a quote that I really liked from a gentleman called Raniero Cantalamessa, the preacher to the Pope himself, no less. And he described hope like this. They are like three sisters, that is faith, hope and love. Two of them are grown and the other is a small child. 
they go forward together, hand in hand with the child, hope in the middle. Looking at them, it would seem that the bigger ones are pulling the child, but it's actually the other way around. It is the little girl who is pulling the two bigger ones. It is hope that pulls faith and love. Without hope, everything would stop. Hope is the driver behind how we move forward in life. These other fundamentals we're looking at, faith and love, wouldn't work without them. Hope allows our faith space to grow and develop, and hope also enables us to see the best in people so we can love them, looking beyond their flaws and their failings. For all this dreamy, almost utopian chat though, let me assure you that holding a hope in God is not just some wishy-washy concept that we Christians have concocted lightly. We don't just sit there and cross our fingers hoping for something good to happen. No. Instead, hope is an active choice rooted in the truth that the Bible speaks and the personal experience many have had during their relationship with their Heavenly Father. Today, let's just take a quick look at those two sources of hope and how they can help us provide um, us with a source of hope in our own lives. First then, hope comes from the scriptures. Although written a long time ago to a people group in another country, the Apostle Paul states that the purpose of the Bible is to give its readers hope. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4, when talking about the hardships we can go through in our lives when we're laying down our own lives for the benefits of others, Paul says such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. It might be confusing at first to think about why recounting stories of struggles and persecutions could help us when it comes to producing hope. But the key in the Bible comes from the promises God has made to us as his people about the future and what it holds for each and every one of us. There are many, many passages in the Bible that speak of the promises that God makes, both corporately and to us personally. Um, and I'd really recommend that um, you take some time at some point to, to read through them. Um, but just to draw out a couple today, um, an example, Romans 8 verse 28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God promises that everything that we experience and go through in life will ultimately be used by God for a greater and more fruitful purpose than we could ever imagine. Towards the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, we hear more from God about the destiny of humanity. He promises that when Christ returns, renewing the earth and humanity, there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. And this is why the Christian hope is so powerful. We have so much to look forward to. Despite the obvious brokenness and hurt that we can see all around us in the world, on the internet and, and all over the news, we have a future laid out for us that gives us hope to press on. The Bible doesn't shy away from the tough periods of life because they happen and they will come along. But ultimately, we have a saviour who is greater and has a mightier plan than all of these things. So first then, we get our hope from scripture. 
And second, hope comes from the past experiences of God's actions. Being able to see and recount something happening is one of the most elemental ways of building a hopeful heart in a human. Because our brain and our soul knows that these things have happened already and um, they can happen therefore again. So the question is, why, why couldn't they happen again? Well, when it comes to having hope in God to move in our situations and our lives, the best image I've heard for this goes something like this. Imagine above you and your town is a layer of cloud that is blocking out the sun, a thick dark cloud that you can't see through. The cloud represents uncertainty, maybe doubt, and sometimes a degree of anxiety. It's a barrier you can't see through, so you don't know what's going on with the sun on the other side. The sun represents all the good things, the blessings and the miracles that God has in store for us. Well, when God does move and act, it's as if he's poked a hole in the layer of the obstruction that cannot be closed. It's a break in the clouds. And through that, we can look to have a glimpse of his glory. And we can look to that ray of light that's now pouring through that, um, that spot in the cloud to gain hope that that blessing can happen again. So, for example, when we hear of stories in the Bible of Jesus healing a blind man, the bleeding woman, the paralyzed man, and, and so on, that's like God punching a hole in that cloud layer that gives us hope that he can heal and will heal illnesses and injuries again in the future. And this happens too when we experience God's blessing in our own lives and when we hear the stories and testimonies of others. They encourage us to believe that they can happen again one evening in my life that I can share quickly that comes to mind when thinking about this kind of thing is my testimony of coming to personally call Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Two things happened that night. First, I remember being filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time and being overwhelmed by a complete confidence that I was truly loved for who I was by God. I look back at that ray of light God had shone through that cloud uh, for me to give me strength when I'm feeling insecure about my personal identity. It's my prayer today that anyone who is watching this can experience that for themselves as well. Second thing that happened, a friend came up to me during worship and said he'd been prompted in the most crazy way by God to give me £500, which is mental. What he didn't know at the time was that that was the exact amount I was in my student overdraft at that point and I was really worrying about it. So it immediately got me out of that debt that I was in. Ever since then, I've believed in God's name as Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. God again poked a hole through that layer of anxious cloud to reveal his nature to me. So now when I look upon that ray of hope I have, I hope that um, he will provide for all my needs again in a way and time that is just right, even if it's not quite how I envisaged it would all play out in my own mind. To know and hear of God doing wonders in the past gives us hope he'll do those things and even greater acts again, even when situations look at their most bleak. I've talked mainly today about how we can acquire hope in our lives, but I recognise that the last 18 months or so have been really tough on all of us. And there's probably many of us out there who have had the hope for the future reminded me of when we were speaking earlier this week, is that holding, clinging to shreds of hope during those seasons is enough for God. 
He honours that and will use that ultimately for good in time. Let me end um, my talk at least on a verse from Romans that I want to just pray over anyone who's watching. Whether you're down on hope or you feel like you've gotten on all, uh, at all right now, I pray that you'd be filled with a renewed sense of hope from God in your life. Romans chapter 15 verse 13 in the NIV translation says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Lord Jesus, as we reflect on the promises of scripture and how we've seen you moving in our own lives and the lives of those we intersect with at times, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill us afresh right now and allow us to overflow with hope. Amen.